Welcome to the Layers Layer, episode five. Episode five. Hi, I'm Spencer. That's Katie. And I'm Katie. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Where do you want to start this week? Oh man. Um. Well, it was dessert week, which one might say like isn't every week on the Great British Bake Off Dessert Week, but I learned more things about desserts this week, and we can dig in anywhere. Well. Bread week, for instance, mm-hmm. decidedly not a dessert. True. Sometimes there are there are definitely genres of baking that are not sweet baking. It's true. Yes. I also learned that maybe just pudding means dessert this week. I I'm more lost than I've ever been so on the what is a pudding. There? Can we start with the intros are maybe getting worse again? Oh no. Okay. That was like an all time shit GBBO intro this week. And I like that Noel made sure to say in the intro that Matt wrote it. He correctly <laughs> laid the blame for the butt jokes at Matt's feet, which I did appreciate for sure. Look, I know this sucks. Wasn't my fault. No fielding. <laughs> it kind of feels like Noel's uh, ready to move on. Um, he's he's kind of saying from time to time, like, here I am on a baking show. Look what I've become. Which is funny it is a funny bit in moderation Mm -hmm. it's happening a lot though and i think maybe as non-brits like we weren't aware of those guys outside of bake-off like noel had slash has a career outside of bake-off yeah yeah doing a lot of weird kooky stuff that's in a very different kind of comedy Right. It's got to be a little bit bizarre to be best known for hosting a baking show after doing comedy for like 20 years. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'll (laughs) hand him that for sure. All Um, right. Uh, Aside from the intro. Let's go to fashion next. I mean, first impressions. There was a lot this week. There was a lot. Surface level, maybe not as much as other weeks, but my highlights were Christelle's giant tie-dye shirt. Oh, yes. Big fan. Especially... Uh, on day two, she came in with the the leather jacket <laughs> uh-huh. over the tie dye, the oh, yeah. oversized tie dye. Uh-huh. Very nice. Loved it. Uh, it was very Gen Z, which is something I wouldn't expect from Christelle. But also, like, it how, is of her generation, like pulled what, out of the closet. What is her generation, though? Do we have I, any idea how old she is? I think she's in her mid thirties. She's one of those people that, like, if you told me twenty five to forty, I wouldn't be anywhere in there. I wouldn't be shocked. Let's see. What does the internet tell us about her? She's, oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. She's 26. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so she, that, I don't know how the generations work. Is that Gen Z? Is that a young millennial? Whatever that is. I think she's is. Gen Z. I don't think she's a young millennial. I, maybe she is. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? Um, but yeah, oversized tie-dye takes the cake. Jurgen with the red polo this week. With no striped detail. Real, wow. A really wild showing from Jurgen. Very, very like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, it was like lacking whimsy. He came in serious, ready to perform. Given his poor showing last week, maybe he felt like the, the striped detail was a little too whimsical. The pressure was on this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jurgen's back. Back to basics. Um, and then I, Chiggs is, is slowly becoming a, uh, and a sneaker icon. Yeah. On the internet. Sneakily becoming a sneaker icon. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I was going to try and combine sneaker and icon, and I couldn't get there. No. Okay. Snicon. Sneak. Sneak on. Iker. Nope. They're all bad. 
he so last week was bread week, right? Yep. With yeah, the, the bread. The off white Jordan ones. This week, the off white Jordan fours. Four week four. Ooh. Did you not get that? Well, he's worn a pair of fours previously, though. Oh, he okay. did like two weeks ago, also a different pair, however, which also they're staying there, right? Yeah. How many pairs of sneakers did this man bring with him? Um, he brought like probably a full suitcase full of sneakers only, like that big suitcase that Noel gets out when he said he's going home. It's yeah. just full of Chigs' shoes. I mean, he's got at least three. I don't remember what he wore the first week, but weeks two, three, and four, he's worn a different pair of sneakers. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, they all have to bring all of their outfits for the whole season, and they each wear something different every week. So footwear is like a bigger thing, but they all are bringing all these outfits to stay. Yeah. I'm still curious how many off days they have, because that's a lot of stuff otherwise. (laughs) It is. Yeah, for sure. Or you're just doing laundry constantly. Yeah. So, okay. What did you think of his sneaks this week? Uh, great pair of sneakers. Okay. Um, I am. Tell me how you feel about Chiggs' shoes. Well, either that man is really <laughs> living his, his best, uh, child free life and spending thousands upon thousands of dollars on sneakers. I mean, or that man is wearing a lot of fake sneakers on Bake Off <laughs> one or the other. And like doing so with a lot of hubris because he's also like sticking it all over his Insta stories and mm. drawing a lot of attention to himself, which I feel like he wouldn't do if his sneaker game was fake. But there I could be wrong. There are some very good fakes out there these days too. But Also like a 40-year-old man, I feel like at that point in your life, if you are into sneakers, you're probably just going all out. Yeah. So uh, And then pairing them with different jean shorts each week. I love it. I love it. You know I am Team Chigs. Um, I'm, I'm liking him more as the season goes on. Well, and they actually showed him this week, obviously, because he had a fantastic week. But yes. my main beef with week three was that Chigs didn't show up nearly enough, and that was very much corrected this week. I think he still had a bandage, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. That, I think this that, man cuts himself all the time. Or, like, he had to get stitches last week. Oh, like, shit. that was a... Because sev- oh, it was the same finger. It was the same finger. It was? It was, but just like a... Last week he had basically his whole index finger mm-hmm. bandage, and this week it was just like from the top knuckle up. Oh boy! Oh boy! Um, one more or two more to, things on fashion. What if they had to reattach Chiggs's figure uh, finger off screen last week? I think we would know more about that. Mm. Mm, yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, other fashion thoughts this week. So, Georgia's shirt. Uh, oh yeah, I loved that. My that. List too. that was very like Saved by the Bell. I yes. loved everything about it. Um, I feel like he and Christelle could just like be on an episode of Seinfeld together and nobody would think twice about it. Or like uh, Seinfeld fashion, aside from the sneakers, was actually very boring. Some, But the people who were on Seinfeld, not the four main characters, but like the people around them sometimes mm. had some some wild 90s fashion. I was thinking more like uh, Blossom. Oh, yeah. Or like uh, you never watched all that, Mm-mm. but they, they could have been like all that characters in a sketch i like it okay um last fashion piece um which ties into our bonus question this week was prue's glasses they were red and black and big and glorious didn't anticipate the uh the two-tone glasses when we asked that question i know but it was it was yet another great showing and i also do want to point out so last week we were questioning this but listener christina m did tip me off to the fact that prue does indeed have her own eyewear line so okay um, shout out to christina m for that key piece of information and, and what is they're, they're not a sponsor but we can give them a free plug what is the uh 
the eyewear line? It is Prue Leith by Ronit Fust. I'm sorry, what were those last two words? I wasn't going to mention it because I didn't know the pronunciation. Sorry, sorry. But it is Prue by Ronit Fust. And she appears to be um, eyewear for probably, let's say, women of a certain age, which, you know, really makes sense. Yeah. Um, Lots of bright colors and plastic. I would assume. Exactly. Um, okay. Vocab for this week. Yeah. I had three. Okay. I, I, one of them, I, I know what it is, but I just like it, which is when Chiggs said he was chuffed to bits. Chuffed to bits. About his, uh, show stop or oh, no, his, uh, signature. Yes. When he got the, sh- when he got the handshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the second one, Prue said, I believe Higgledy Piggledy. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I'm sorry, what is that? Okay, so that cattywampus. Okay, so just sort of a All mess. All over the place, a mess. Higgledy-piggledy. Higgledy-piggledy. What, what is the origin of higgledy-piggledy? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's some <laughs> weird British thing, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's um, obviously, yes. But I've definitely heard it before, and I think, I feel like it comes in in Harry Potter at some point. I could be uh, very wrong about this. Um, it means in confusion or disorder. Mm. Uh I, I do. I do think it's in the written in the in like the books, the Harry Potter books, the written stories of Potter, <laughs> the written stories of Potter. <laughs> and then my my last one was uh, Saz. Yeah, yeah. Which I've since learned is short for sorry. Yep. A two syllable five letter word <laughs> that appara- apparently needed to be shorter. So let's take a quick break and talk about how when that came up, Saz. That was like the most catty moment I think I've ever seen on Bake Off. Telling Jigs to calm the fuck down and not yeah. like sprint past everyone's benches. Because he's stomping around everywhere. And well, that stuff probably isn't terribly secure, right? They're they're inside a tent on a platform of yeah. some sort, right? Yeah. So they're like on some sort of temporary floor and Chiggs is chomping or stomping around in his chomping Jordan force. <laughs> chomping around. <laughs> should have been tiptoeing in his Jordans. He should have been. Uh, and it was when everyone was trying to get their jellies and stuff to mm-hmm, set mm-hmm. and he was just sprinting past their benches probably for no reason. Well, I mean, everybody was doing a lot. So he was doing the most, it seemed. Yes. I did love that. He was also like clearly in the lead at that point. Yeah. There's probably a little bit of resentment there, too, of I'm trying to finish this so I don't get sent home. You're trying to finish this so that you extra, extra get Star Baker this week. (laughs) It's like the kid who wants to get his A plus. Yeah. While you're struggling for that D minus. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Um, I, I love, I mean, honestly though, like the people who yelled at him or yelled at him, I'm putting that in quotes because you know, it's like bake. So it's the most kind conflict that you'd ever see. I don't remember, but I assume it was Amanda. Well, no, it wasn't. It was Christelle saying, Chiggs, you're shaking the entire ground. Mm. Um, and, and Jürgen, don't wobble this piece of floor. (laughs) (laughs) They were both fine. They were fine. Yeah. I mean, especially Jürgen, he's back. Maggie and Freya should have been complaining. Yeah, yeah, they should have been. Um, Do you want to go through the bakes quickly? Well, hang on, hang on. Oh, We're on sorry. vocab. Oh, yes. You're getting a little sorry. ahead of us. That's sorry, okay. sorry. Um, I learned a couple of things. There are mostly food things. I feel like 
this episode, Dessert Week, or sometimes Pastry Week, is where I learn the greatest number of techniques for like a week, and I know what those are, and then I promptly forget every single one of them until the next until season. Until the following year, yeah. Yep. Um, but things I learned, Speculus, oh, Speculus Biscuits. Speaking of Harry Potter, sounds oh, like a, a charm of some sort. Oh, yeah. Or like something you'd buy on Diagon Alley. Wait, so I, I missed that. What is Speculus? So that's when um, George had to bake biscuits to go with his pavlova. Mm-hmm. He baked biscuits just to grind them up and put them into a cream, which seemed like a step. Oh. But Speculus is like a, it's a Belgian biscuit or cookie, you know. Right. I think it's most similar for those who, you know, fly a lot of Delta domestic. Um, they're most similar to Biscoff. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, so that was one for me. I also learned that Calvados, did you know what that was? I, it's liquor of some kind, right? Yeah. It's an apple brandy. I didn't okay. know, but apparently like when Amanda just douses her cake with that and that's all it tastes like, it's just apple brandy. It sounds like a tequila, but I figured it wasn't. Yes. Yes. I thought it was tequila too. But it would make it would make no sense to have tequila on top of that, right? But Which also is why Amanda. I figured, what, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Last one. I mean, I feel like this is really our <laughs> this is our deep dive in the vocab this week is Uh-oh. pudding. Oh, I, should we, we talk about this? Do we want to? I don't have any answers. Well, I actually i I did learn some things. Okay, I did well, a little then, bit of. Th- then we should. Yes, you were out of town this week, so I did a lot of just deep diving on the <laughs> internet. So I am even less prepared than usual, which is a pretty <laughs> low bar, and you are perhaps more prepared than usual, which is a pretty high bar. Yeah, it sounds like. Okay. Yeah, I well, mean, what do we have for puddings then? So I well, first of all, I found some great articles. I found like a Vox article from 2015, and then I wait, found wait, 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 a Vox article about pudding. About pudding, yeah. Well, and about just like the definitions of British foods versus foods that we know in the U.S. Some hard-hitting journalism from Vox. Yeah, it's actually really interesting that like the way foods immigrated from parts of Europe into the U.K. and then into the U.S., like there were direct lines of things from France and Italy to the U.S. that changed the way we think of them versus like when those went to the U.K., those were two separate vectors of Foods moving, basically. Sure. Dessert telephone. Dessert tel... No. Dessert uh, fairies, maybe. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Fairies? Wait, what? F-E-R-R. Like the boats, not like the... Oh, I meant like nymphs. the game of telephone where it changes as it gets passed along. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's real, too. I didn't think they... <laughs> what did you think I meant? I don't know. Like Star Trek teleporting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fax us some desserts. <laughs> fax it, and then Instagram it, and then print it, and then... <laughs> okay, so what is what does Vox have to say okay. about sticky pud? Anyway, so th- a pudding is a dish, savory or sweet, that's cooked by okay. being boiled uh, or steamed. Dishes cannot be savory or sweet, first of all. Well, yeah. We're off to a really rough start in terms of a definition. We're off to a rough start. It, it basically started as something that was boiled or steamed. Um, in, in something. And that something could be a dish. It could be cloth. It could be animal intestine. It was being boiled or steamed. But then some puddings also evolved to be a huge range of foods, both savory and sweet. In the UK now, they typically use pudding to mean dessert or afters. But then there are also types of dessert that are true puddings. So there's like... This is a mess. It's a mess. It's very much a mess. And then there's also like a class dimension to it. So Nancy Mitford, in a famous essay comparing the speech of upper class Britons with everyone else. Holy shit. 
I went deep. <laughs> Characterized pudding as used by the elite and sweet as used by the proletariat. So, I mean, I feel like that's a good way to dimension it, too, is like it's something sweet, but it's. But also savory, perhaps. Also savory <laughs> and usually boiled, but sometimes not. And sometimes cooked in intestine and sometimes not. If I steam vegetables in a bag, is that a pudding? <laughs> I think it could be by this definition. I don't know. I mean, maybe. My steamed broccoli florets are technically a pudding is what we've we've arrived at. Uh, I don't think you're classy enough for that, honestly. Oh, damn. Yeah. I got to be part of the... The The, the upper class elite. Oh, shit. Yep, that's right. So my proletariat broccoli. Yep. It's not lavish enough. Not a pudding. Yep. I think that's right. Yeah, that honestly... That answered nothing. No, I, I am now even less certain. Yep, it's true. Um, I did come across something called the British Food History Podcast that exists too that I'm definitely going to be talking into um, as we go forward across the season. It's just just free shout out week on on the Layers Layer. <laughs> yeah, for our like our 300 followers. Hey, slightly more than that this week. Heck, heck yes, we're it on, is. We're on our way up. All right, shall we? Uh, yeah, we probably should. Okay. Uh, first one. The signature. The signature. It was a pavlova this week. Mm-hmm. And I love that Paul introduced it by just saying, like, we are straight up fucking with you all. There are 101 ways that this can go wrong. And it can crack, bead, melt, leak, or collapse. And we haven't given you enough time to do it. Correct. Two hours, yep. 45, not enough. Yep. Um, just classic. Yeah. Uh, we heard... One of, well, my few notes. Okay. Helper Chigs. Oh, yes. Just racking up all the possible yep. positive points this yep. week. He's like, oh, sorry. Do you need help moving this very delicate thing? I'm here for you. I've got the stability of my Jordan 4s here. <laughs> I've got my sneakers on. Mm-hmm. I have way too much energy. If I'm helping you, it means I'm not running around the floor and shaking everybody else's. So <laughs> that man, <laughs> they may need to start drug testing Chigs. <laughs> He was doing a lot this week, and it clearly enhanced his performance. I mean, what are people sneaking in in the caster sugar? That's what uh, I want to know. Exactly. Uh, we had one of the most brutal Prue comments I think I've ever heard. Ooh. She said, George, I think it looks just awful yeah. about his Pavlova. That is as harsh as she ever gets. That is like daggers from Prue Lee. That means you should go home right now and never come back and quit baking immediately. Shit. (laughs) You're not wrong. That is brutal. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty bad. If Hollywood felt that way, he would shit on your table. (laughs) Pull down those affliction (laughs) jeans and sorry, there are way too many Paul Hollywood butt jokes in this show. Just baseline. I don't need to add to that. His his button ups are getting more and more cylindrical as the show goes on also. (laughs) Yep. Does he have an untuck it sponsorship? Do we know? Perhaps. Okay. Um, another moment as they were introducing this challenge was, or introducing maybe this week, was like when Maggie said that she never eats desserts or that her friends know that she never eats desserts. That just made me so sad. It just made me so sad that like a 70-year-old woman just doesn't eat dessert because of diet culture or other things. Maybe she that, doesn't like them. Maybe she doesn't. Okay. 
Maybe she's only ever made them for herself and forgot to put flour in them and thinks they're bad. Maybe that's true. Okay, you're right. Maybe I'm painting with a broad brush. They really, they were doing a lot of foreshadowing for her this week. They sure were. Yeah. Whenever, getting ahead of ourselves, but whenever somebody's like, I'm just going to make a basic, traditional, classic. Yeah. You can't win. That person never wins. Yeah. I mean, it is... It is truly the Brexit of bakes, um, trying to keep it traditional, but knowing that that's not how you can compete. You're just delaying failure. (laughs) Yeah, it was higgledy-piggledy. Oh, I did also like in um, the critique of Maggie's this week (laughs) that it had lost its way. Structurally. Structurally lost its way. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Highlights of the signature, though. Uh, We had Chiggs' tongue party. Huh? <laughs> Did Sorry. you get that? What are we talking about? So Matt introduced Chiggs's bake as he Chiggs said it was going to be like a party in your mouth, and then Matt turned that into a tongue party. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I did not want to attend Chiggs's tongue party. <laughs> I'm busy that night. <laughs> Gotta clean your sneakers that night uh, by yourself. Um, I did like when Giuseppe introduced his and talked about the coconut cellar and Noel just said, I like everything that you've said. <laughs> it was so good. It was such a good moment. Um, I think that was, oh, Jürgen's back. Jürgen's back. After Paul attempted to like cast aspersions about his use of dates. Mm, it's going to be interesting in there. Oh, wait, you fucking loved it. It's going to be interesting how fucking tasty it is. Exactly. <laughs> Eat it, Paul. Literally. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on that or should we? Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's oh. the, there's the last one. Um, sorry. We have a kooky baker moment with Lizzie and her Easter pavlova. That's only about Easter because it's about baby lambs, but it's not. She just put rosemary in it. She put something that you cook the animal associated with like the birthing and like the young baby birth of Easter. Young baby birth. <laughs> But, like, rosemary is also used in many other things. Oh, very much so. Like, you also cook potatoes with it. Yep. Yep. It's not an Easter thing. Like, the colors, her co- color palette was very uh, pastel. And- but also, she made that choice after deciding it was going to be an Easter. It was all this, like, very intense scaffolding around her weird-ass idea, and I loved it. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's her vibe. Yep. Very much so. Technical all right. time? What? Technical time? Technical time. Speaking of Lizzie, I mean, clearly she's some sort of like precog because she, in the first challenge, that's right, I said precog. She sure did. (laughs) Was talking about how much she loves sticky toffee puds. Oh, true. Mm -hmm. Was hers good though? Was it a good sticky toffee pud? Mm, I feel like for them. Oh no, she got, uh, didn't she get second? I think she got second in the technical. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, so many people did. So poorly. It was a good put. It was a good put. Oh, yeah. She she was like, I just didn't fu- fuck mine up as exactly. badly as everyone else. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. Yep. Okay. Question about the technical. Yes. Who do you think bakes the examples that Paul and Prue eat? Their production discuss? team. I bet it's in the credits. We can pause it and look about who actually does like the test baking the or something. production baker. Uh-huh. And Great the, job, the assorted the way. baked goods that are just around the tent as props, <laughs> like the big loaves of bread and... Trays of cupcakes and yeah. stuff. Or are those, do the bakers just like test bake or fun bake when they're bored? Well, they do talk about the practice tent. 
Right. So maybe those are practice tense dividends. Mm. We need a behind the scenes in the in the practice tent mm, episode. We do, yeah. Of our spinoff Good Pud podcast. Good Pud. Mm-hmm. That'll be our production company when we when we have many baking related podcasts. I love how many ideas you're always baking up. Ah ha! Uh, other thoughts on the technical? Um, I did enjoy. So Giuseppe is really just like he's. He's slowly and quietly just becoming a really great person. I have in my notes, I like Giuseppe more every week. Yeah, totally. One of the reasons I liked him is the perfect edit when they said, you have 90 minutes to do this, and his jaw just dropped. (laughs) And his face is very tall and thin to start with. And then Uh, when his jaw drops, it's like, oh, I get the gravity of the situation. (laughs) (laughs) Great work, editor. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Freya coming full circle and actually serving up some some floor twill after <laughs> saying the first week that she would eat cake off the floor. Yes, that's right. That was that was a nice uh, payoff. They won't a know. month later. Um I also speaking of editing, I love when this has happened a couple of times where they they show a baker saying like I don't know what the hell this means and then they cut to Jurgen verbally explaining it. <laughs> In like a both a more concise and more complete way than the actual yeah. instructions. He explains the science of why wet caramel is wet caramel, which yeah. who knew that? Jürgen. Jürgen did, obviously. <laughs> He's a baking wizard. Yep. We had our first... Uh... Oh, no, wait. Sorry. No, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Apologies. It's okay. It's okay. I think I only had two notes for this section, which is that Freya served up floor twill and I like Giuseppe. <laughs> Great. So Great ba- takeaway. Back to you. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear after the technical that Maggie is just straight fucked. She is going home because yeah. she served up those turds and it you're looked making... so terrible. Okay. So you're making a sponge. Yeah. Yeah. Which as far as I can tell is cake baking skill 101. Correct. In the earlier seasons of Bake Off, that would be like, they would do it right away out of the gate Mm -hmm. to see if you had any idea what you're doing. Yeah. And she didn't put flour in it. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's not in the directions, I would, I as a non-baker would know that that thing's supposed to have flour in it. Yeah. But maybe she didn't know that pudding contained sponge. (laughs) Maybe she didn't know what a pudding was. But I think in the directions, it said like steps for the sponge. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I, the one ingredient I would be certain is in that if all it said was make a sponge would be like, well, I at least need flour. Yep. Yep. Probably an egg or something, but I need flour. Oh yeah. They did, however, show right as she was like, there should be flour in here. Let me check the directions again. Noel came over and started writing stuff on her sheet. I know. I was thinking about that. Was he messing with her? About murdering Paul Hollywood. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't want to blame this one on Noel. I think. Well, like, I mean, they do that to everyone all the time. You they gotta, do. You gotta still know that cakes need flour. Yeah, yeah. Or puds or whatever the puds, fuck they were making. Yeah. Um, all told, it was helpful to see them all do four different things. And I mean, there's always the classic: who's gonna curdle their custard? Amanda, Somebody will. Obviously. Amanda and Freya both. Like Freya doesn't know what an egg is. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't understand her commitment to the vegan thing when then in the technical every week, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. You got to stick with your morals, I guess. Two-thirds of the time? Two-thirds of the time. Or to the extent you can with instructors that don't support that. I guess. (laughs) I guess. She's going to get sent home for 
aquafaba poisoning the judges at some point. So my main takeaway was like coming out of the signature, the sorting had already happened. You already had Giuseppe Jurgen and um, Chiggs on top. And then after the technical, it was like even more clear. So you're seeing a lot of breaking away from the top and bottom. I think any other week Freya gets sent home, though. Well, that was a an historically bad showing by Maggie, like one of the all time worst weeks a baker has had on Bake Off. Yeah. But, you know, like I feel like George had a really tough week. Amanda had a really tough week, as did Freya. I don't know that Freya was like next necessarily. Okay, I don't know. I mean, going into the showstopper, it seemed like really clearly there were four at the bottom, but like one at the very, very, very bottom. Maggie saved somebody's ass by just being unbelievably bad this week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So the showstopper. Yes. We had our first bin whack. Maggie whacked her (laughs) her dessert in the bin. So we had both a bin whack of Maggie whacking her dessert in the bin and then Lizzie. Which means throwing it in the trash yes. for, for you Americans listening to the show. That's right. Thank you for making it clear to our friends across the <laughs> pond. <laughs> our 100% American listenership. Yes. And then you had Lizzie actually putting up a bin on her bake. Yes. For uh, Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. sweet. I love that they had their Liverpool moments together. Is uh, Okay, so Paul is from Liverpool. Is that what that was about? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I took that away. Yeah. I just, I didn't know if we were like supposed to know that. I mean, you're supposed to know everything there is to know about Paul Hollywood. Of course. Most, most important man in baking. Obviously. Yeah. Or, or as Noel said, I think last week, like you're learning from the fourth or fifth best. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was even just specifically about bread. That wasn't even just bakers. Yeah. He's like, he's the fourth or fifth best bread baker <laughs> in, the, in England or whatever he said. Oh, I love it. Um, I think the highlight of this section for me was Jurgen's power piping pose. Yes. <laughs> where he had it, it was like spread yep. out, low center of gravity yep. to pipe his like sheet music onto his cake or yep. whatever he was yep. doing. Yep. That fucking guy. I love the way his brain works where he's like checking his work about to make sure he's he's got the music right by singing it in his head. I loved that. Because that's that's, that's what they're checking for, yep, right, exactly. Jurgen? <laughs> They want to make sure your score is accurate. Paul's going to pull a keyboard out from underneath the desk and play back your cake before he cuts into it. Oh, I loved it. And I also, also when we're talking about Jurgen, I love that Noel asked him if he bakes it at home, like clearly as a joke to be like, there is no way you do this very, this big faff of a task at uh-huh. home. And he's like, oh no, I've, I've made a Star Trek one with two enterprises kissing. For a friend's wedding, For apparently. For a friend's wedding. Sure, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Sure. I, I would love to just, like, be a fly on the wall watching him and his friends hang out and play trombone and watch Star Trek. And... Does, does he have friends? That alone seemed like a revelation. Oh, good question. He could barely get his family to answer the phone. Oh. And he, he has to tell his child who he is with his full name. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Hmm. I think that was a lie. You're going to make that... Star Trek cake for himself. <laughs> okay. I really hope that also wasn't the specific request from that per- that person. <laughs> I hope they were like, do something romantic. Can you, can you make us a wedding cake? Yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> Two spaceships making out. Yep, yep, yep. No problem. <laughs> what class? What star class would you like on your cake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which version of the Enterprise? D, D and E. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> got it. No problem. Oh, 
Um, okay, so let's see. What else did we like about the... Um, okay, so I will say this challenge itself set up a lot of very high-pressure moments. and I loved it for that reason. As will anything that has to set. Anything and, that and has, has to a time set, limit. for sure. Yeah. Like all those elements... Classic Bake Off drama injection. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Something has to set, and we haven't given you enough time for it to set, and we're outdoors. Exactly. Um, I, I did love, like, <laughs> to really, like, separate the the cream from the milk, or I don't know, whatever. The wheat from the... Wheat from the ch- chaff. Chaff? Chaff. Oh, shit. Okay. Separate the cream from the shaft. <laughs> what, what did we have to do? <laughs> The edit they did with people like rushing at the end showed Amanda just like with her hands in her cake trying to make it all work. But then they showed Giuseppe like like tweezering a pomegranate seed and it <laughs> fell. And it's like, oh no, oh, shit. a pomegranate seed fell. My pistachios. <laughs> what? Where were their pistachios? Honest, it was pistachios and pomegranate oh, seeds. Oh, okay. I missed that. All yeah. right. Yeah. Catch I guess you, you were way more Keep up. way more observing than I was this week. I'm looking forward to whenever Amanda gets voted off, hopefully soon, uh, not cutting to her just screaming like five times every episode. Yeah. It's not it's not adding a whole lot for me. Screaming in a jumpsuit, an Amanda story. Like they just show her cake or even just off screen sometimes she's just screaming. Yeah, it's true. It's true. She's she does Make a lot of noise. <laughs> um, so in terms of the showstoppers, we had like the same people who did great the rest of the episode did great here. Yeah. Um, Chig's making his cake based on bathroom tiles is adorable. Love is it? it. Yes. I don't really want to think of bathroom floors while eating a cake. Well, you're not thinking of bathroom. You're thinking of like geometric order and, oh, and sounds precision. delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hexagons, very tasty. <laughs> the tastiest shape. Yeah, it was pretty clear, I think, going into this, who was doing well and who was struggling. Yeah. And it, nothing changed. Nothing changed. So it was a very high drama through like the bake itself and what they had to accomplish, but it was not high drama in terms of like reordering of the contestants. However, if Maggie had put together something decent, I think she probably would have stuck around. Cause mm, then Freya would have gone? Or Amanda's was a disaster, too. Yeah, it really was. And they didn't spend enough time talking about that. No. Mm-hmm. She, had, she, Freya and Amanda both really struggled and had struggled in the previous ones, too. Yeah. yeah. Maggie had a chance and then just delivered probably her worst one of the three. Yeah, with a big like pile of red goo. And also, she only made two things. Like... Yeah. That was the first time I've thought Paul Hollywood's how did this take four and a half hours critique I actually agreed with him. may have been accurate yeah. and not just a, a dick move. <laughs> um, Sorry, our dog just farted and it is oh, nice. really gross over here. Thanks for <laughs> filling all the listeners no, in you're on right. that. <laughs> that isn't something that necessarily has to translate to a podcast, no, but no. I just made it happen. Okay. My, my only other two notes were that Freya would make a great ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. She... Does not move her mouth when speaking <laughs> at all. It's very entertaining. And it is adorable whenever they show the bakers holding hands yeah. during the, the final segment. That is really sweet. Um, one other thing that we do need to make sure we mention is like 
Jurgen singing while they wait for the pepper taste to develop. Fucking goofball. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I, I loved that they just showed it in real time, I think. And it was awkward, but also it worked. Yes. <laughs> that guy. Oh, all right. So and, we get to the end and obviously Chig's a star baker and he calls his mom. So cute. So cute. His mom actually picks up the phone. Yep. And tells him that she loves him yeah. and she's proud of him. Am I on TV? As opposed to your good son asking, who is this? <laughs> yeah, the am I on TV bit was great. Uh, yeah. Any other closing thoughts? Um, No. No more Maggie. Chicks yeah. is on top. Yep. We get some, some more sneakers next week, hopefully. Yeah. Just great. Just great. I Oh, you know, one more other thing. I think like Chigs had a really, really, really wonderful week. And he would have gotten a second handshake for that bake had it been across the bench versus like the the showstopper where they bring it up. They don't do handshakes at showstopper, I don't think. No, it's only for the uh, signature, right? When they're like across the bench from each other, yeah. Right, right. But I think he would have gotten two in this episode. Mm. Perfection, superb. So, Chuff to bits. Chuff to bits, yes. All right. All right. Well done. Should we move on to the league? Great up. Great up. Oh, yeah. Points. Points. Um, Glad someone has an outline. <laughs> I got you. How would everybody do this week? Well, so we had a, a very widespread this week. The best combination would have been Chiggs, Jürgen, and Giuseppe. Nobody picked that specific combination. Chiggs must have had about the highest score you can have. He really did. Had he won the technical instead of come in third, oh, right. he would have gotten the highest score possible. Starbaker, mm-hmm. handshake, yep. helped a baker. Yep. Top half of the technical. Yep. Mentioned in contention. Yeah. And then Starbaker. So if he, yeah, if he had won the technical, it would have been the highest possible score. Yep. Yep. Dang. Dang. Unless, well, do we count multiple helping instances? Yeah. Multiple helping would have <laughs> tipped him up a little bit more too. So for our, for our league, if you didn't actually bake any of your own things, but just ran around the tent helping everyone. <laughs> you could actually you score could, pretty well. You would lose points for getting eliminated, but you could rack up a lot of helper points. <laughs> Before getting sent home. Great strategy. We mm-hmm. should make sure they know about yeah, this. Yeah, I got to let Jurgen know. <laughs> Get Jurgen on the phone. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll message him on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> did he accept your your request? I didn't actually. What? It's too uh, weird. You sit on a throne of lies. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so who was okay. in first? Um, so nobody guessed the best combo, but three people picked Chiggs, Jurgen, and Lizzie okay. um, for a total of 38 points. Damn. And then two of those people also guessed the bonus question, correctly guessing that Pree's glasses would be red. What, did we accept red or black? So no one guessed black. Okay, so we just gave points to people who guessed red. Yes, and one Got person it. guessed multicolored, and I think that's that's just no, uh, that's, that doesn't count. Get the fuck out of here! Who, what's their name so we <laughs> can sh- like, so if, we can shame them? It's if we said like, what are they going to bake? And you said pudding. Like, <laughs> that's the equivalent. <laughs> Baked goods. Who who do we need to shame for their cheating guess? Oh, I didn't actually write that okay. down because it didn't even. Never mind. So I who tied for first? There. Okay, so who tied for first? It was actually me. Hell and- yeah. <laughs> And Beaver B. Beaver B. Beaver B and KDR are nice sitting atop the work. ratings this week. Um, well I done. also want to give a shout out to Aaron H. and Joe H. who both guessed red. Free glasses. They, so. they both got uh, the toy yeah. bonus question a couple weeks ago. They've really been doing well wow. on the um, on the bonus questions. Nice so work, guys. shout out to Aaron H. and Joe H. <laughs> 
Um, also, I, I want to give a, an honorable mention to Loyal, who is in third position. Didn't get the bonus points, but got the, the same scoring bakers. Sure, sure. Um, at the bottom, generally, we had a lot of folks in our league who picked Freya because, you know, she's great. And yeah. we like the baby baker. Yeah. Um, but they are, week. they are out of luck if they picked her. And so at the very bottom, we have Julie, who is sitting at negative 25. Damn. Sorry, Julie. So um, she must have had Maggie also. Must have had, yes, definitely had Maggie. And then... Um, yeah, if you had Maggie and Freya this week, you were in rough shape. Exactly, yeah. So also with that with that losing combination is a friend of the pod, Sierra, <laughs> <laughs> sitting at negative 22. The defending champion yep. is, is on a, a rough streak right exactly. now. Exactly. Uh, and then Alyssa D also had a, a low scoring week with negative nine. So. Better luck next week. Negative nine is a lot better than negative 25. Oh, boy. (laughs) Just saying. It's roughly roughly 16 better. And also, none of this matters. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Did I remember to do it this week? No, you definitely did not enter. Okay, good, 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 good. I'll take a zero, honestly. Yeah, honestly, not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, uh, next week. Bonus question for next week? Um, Not quite sure what it is yet, but I do want to just announce that next week is German week. That's not fair. Right. Come on. <laughs> like Jurgen needs help. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah. Has they ever well, no, they've done They did Danish week. They did that extremely problematic Japanese oh, week. Super racist. Last yep. year or mm-hmm. two years ago. Last year. Yep. <sighs> okay. So it's German week. Um, so you know, I think the I, I I'm gonna put a really wild question out there and it is correctly guess what they're going to have them make in the technical challenge. What kind of bake they're gonna have to make mm. in the technical. So that's our bonus question for next week. So if you know German bakes, um you're gonna be better positioned for this one than I am. <laughs> All right. And everyone's gonna pick Jurgen this week. I, I mean that does seem like have a strategy, to, right? but I am very curious to see what our great listeners do. I've heard Jurgen's back. He's back. <laughs> He's back. Maybe we'll see some stripes on his polo next week. <laughs> he was wearing his, his Tiger Woods uh, red polo this week. <laughs> his power got, polo got with his power yeah, stance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> got him back in shape. All right. We will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining us in the Layers Lair. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.